Hello, hello, hello. So happy that you're here. I have just a delightful story for you today. We are doing something a little bit different. Instead of me sharing this story with one of my friends, I'm going to share it with you. And you can let me know, do you like hearing just me talk to you or do you enjoy hearing me talk to my friends? So let me know after you listen to this what your thoughts are. But today I want to get into the story of a woman who really has just touched my heart. She is one of the queens of American music. So let's get into it. I'm Sharon McMahon and welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. This is a woman who perhaps you don't know now, but you definitely should. Y'all know who Jesse Norman is? Uh, I hope after this episode, you will fall in love with her the way I have. Jesse Norman is an American opera star. Don't turn off this episode and be like, hate opera, hate it, not interested not interested in opera. Let me tell you, I am not an opera fan. I am not somebody who is like, ooh, gotta go to the Met, gotta listen to all the people in the costumes sing words I don't understand. I get it. I am not an opera fan, but her story, her voice, oh, I just love it so much. So she was born in Augusta, Georgia in 1945. And this was, of course, during the time of Jim Crow. Schools were segregated. Her mother was a school teacher and her mother taught only African-American students. Jesse Norman was from a black family. So her mother got paid very little to teach at the school. Her dad was an insurance salesman, but her parents strongly believed in their children's abilities. And all of the children in the family were taught to read by their mother at the age of four. They were all also taught to play the piano. And Jesse Norman displayed an aptitude for singing at a very young age. She started singing in churches, singing with a group, and then would just kind of like break away from the little kids group and would be up and down the aisle singing, trying to get the crowd to notice her. She started doing that when she was four. And at seven, she entered a singing competition and sang, God will take care of you. She only came in third. And it was because she forgot some of the lyrics. She was so disappointed to only come in third. Somebody asked her later, how do you think that went? How are you feeling? And her response was, I guess God will take care of me because that is the last time I will ever have a memory slip in public. And it was, it was the last time she ever forgot the lyrics to a song in public. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. She said this in an interview. Girls were born at the time, obviously in the 1940s. She's growing up in the 50s. Girls were born given a certain amount of schooling. Then they were married, were mothers and homemakers. And if they worked at all, were limited to very specific kinds of jobs. Not meant to leave a real mark on the world outside their homes. Too few of our elders seemed to imagine a bigger world for us. I loved this part. She said, I craved bigger. And I found it hard, even at an early age, to fit my mind, body, and spirit into the two tiny box carved out for girls and women of my generation. And I really resonated with that. How many of us have felt like we're too much? We're too much for whatever it is. We're too much for our friend group. We're too much for our teacher. We're too much for our parents. So many of us, I think, have experienced feeling like we're too much and we need to be less so we're less noticeable, so we're less annoying. Even one of the world's greatest singers, she truly is one of the greatest soprano opera singers of all time, grew up feeling like she was too much. She also says, my mother followed her passion and poured her very soul into the betterment of African-American children who, at the time, counted on their own communities to give them what segregation denied them, a fighting chance in a country that had yet to allow those of African descent to participate fully in the pursuit of the American ideal. Even though Brown versus the Board of Education reintegrated schools legally in the United States in the early 1950s, the schools of Augusta, Georgia were not integrated until the 60s. There were a lot of places in the country that just kind of straight up ignored the Supreme Court ruling and where she grew up was one of them. She also says great progress has been made and yet still there is so very much to do. And I was like, if that is not the truth... And I love this too. She said, my mother and countless others are counting on us. Her story, it's just moved me so much. So when she was nine, again, she's going to segregated schools. She got a radio for her birthday. She had never listened to opera music before. Obviously there weren't CDs, nothing could be downloaded. So she listened to what was available and she discovered on Saturday nights there was a broadcast from the Met, the Metropolitan in New York City, and she was fascinated by it. She made a point of listening to the Met Opera broadcast every week. And she asked her mom, can I take 
voice lessons and her mom being a musical woman herself, her dad sang in a choir, her mom played multiple instruments. Her mom said, sure. And she found her a voice teacher. She started taking voice lessons in middle school and then continued taking voice lessons into high school. She talked about how when she was coming of age during the civil rights movement, this left an indelible impression on her. Her parents were concerned over her physical safety as a teenager, as a young black woman living in the South, wanting her own independence. Her parents still felt like, I don't know how safe it is for you. She had brothers and she described how difficult it was for her to not be given the same privileges as her brothers because of her parents' fear for her physical safety. She said, rooted in a specific place and time in the history of our nation in the deep South, where people marched, bled, and soldiered their way through the civil rights movement. Every image of African-Americans being run down with water hoses and chased by dogs brought long lectures from them about each of us being born a child of the creator and that we were just as good as anyone who breathes on this planet. She talked over and over again about how her parents did not want their children to grow up believing that they were less than anyone else. And that even though these terrible things were happening in the world, it did not make them less. We hear from a lot of interesting people on this podcast, and I know that I am always hungry for more. And what if you could learn from the world's best all in one place? Guess what? You can. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with over 200 of the world's best instructors. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And you can access Masterclass on your phone, your computer, your smart TV, even in audio modes. You can listen to it like a podcast. I know that when I watch Doris Kearns Goodwin, that first of all, I'm going to be getting fantastic information, that the production level is going to be incredible. And then I'm going to walk away feeling smarter and more informed than I was before. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Sharon. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Sharon. Masterclass.com slash Sharon. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress in our life. Absolutely. It's unavoidable. It's just part of the human experience. But some of us have more than others, and some of us handle it better than others. Some of us really keep it bottled up, and it can start to affect us negatively. I would imagine at some point in your life, you can relate to this, right? And therapy is a safe space to be able to get some of these things off your chest. And that is why so many people find benefit in speaking to a qualified professional. If you're thinking about starting therapy for something like managing your stress, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Sharon today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Sharon. 
We have all had embarrassing moments where something didn't smell quite right. And if you have any children or people in your lives who have stinky toes, stinky feet, and those stinky shoes pile up by the door of your house, and then when people come over, they're like, um, your house smells weird. There's a solution for that, and it is not necessarily spraying down your house with disinfectant. It is taking care of the smell at the source by using Lumi on places like the people in your house's stinky feet. It is a whole body deodorant. It is safe to use anywhere on your body. It was created by a doctor who saw firsthand how stinky feet and other body parts are often misdiagnosed as problems when in reality you could just use a product like Lumi and it would take care of the issue. It has been clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHARON at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code SHARON. So when she was 16, she entered a voice competition in Philadelphia. She was obviously extraordinarily talented, but she didn't win. She did not win the voice competition. And yet there were people there who listened to her and said, she has got something special. They offered her a full scholarship to Howard University in Washington, D.C., While she was midway through studying for her degree, though, her dad died and her family was like, you probably should come home. Like, we might need help with your younger sibling. And so she was about to leave college when her voice teacher from Augusta, the woman who had been her voice teacher throughout middle and high school, held a concert as a fundraiser to allow Jesse to stay in college. And she did. She stayed in college. She finished her degree in music at Howard And then she quickly discovered that in late 1960s America, that race relations in the United States were such that there were almost no jobs for a black opera singer of her caliber. She was an incredible soprano, but her voice had much more range than that. And she felt like if she stayed in the United States, she was going to be relegated to a very, very small number of stereotypical roles. She was not going to be able to sing Italian and German opera the way that she really wanted to. Again, remember in 1968, Martin Luther King had just been shot. This was a time of tremendous upheaval in the United States. So she chose to go to Europe. She moved to Germany and performed for a number of years at the Berlin Opera. She described while she was performing all over Europe in the 60s and 70s that some opera houses had this policy of paying their performers in cash during the intermission. Instead of paying them after the show or giving them a check, they would come around with an envelope of cash and they would give it to the performers 
while they were taking a little break. And she said this was very uncomfortable for her, first of all, because she felt like she was going to lose the money and that it was just awkward to take an envelope of cash and then stick it in her purse and then leave her purse unattended and it just felt awkward to her. So one night she was backstage. It was the intermission. She got an envelope from the person who worked for the opera and she just kind of was opening it a little bit, peeking in there. And then the person came back and was like, oh, I'm sorry, that is the larger amount of pay for the tenor, the male singer. And they took the envelope away from her and gave her a smaller envelope with less money. She described how she felt in that moment that as a woman, your role in opera is absolutely as equal as a man's is. In some operas, your role is more important. There was no doubt that what she was doing, the service she was providing, the experience she was providing to everybody who was listening was on par with what the men were getting paid, but yet she was getting paid less. And that experience left an impression on her. She felt like that was incredibly unfair. Nevertheless, she persisted. She persisted and she performed all over Europe. She was not awarded any roles in the United States. She did do a concert in the United States in the early 1970s, but it wasn't until 1982, 14 years after starting out in her opera career, that she got offered an opera role in the United States. And within one year of beginning her opera career in the United States, she was performing at the Met. And if you're not an opera fan, like I'm not an opera fan, the Met is basically the pinnacle of where you can perform in the United States. It is difficult to overstate how popular she quickly became in circles who enjoyed opera, even those who didn't. She became a household name. She had Christmas specials on TV. She was being asked to sing at all of these incredible events. Like Ronald Reagan said, will you sing at my second inauguration? She was so busy. Just in one year, she filmed her Christmas special. Then she was performing in Salzburg. She was performing in Boston. She was performing in Tel Aviv. Like this woman did not quit. Her star continued rising. In the early 90s, she was asked to sing at Jackie Kennedy's funeral. And then in 1995, she was tapped to sing Amazing Grace at the Kennedy Center. It was a program that was honoring Sidney Portier. I'm going to play you a little clip. You can go on YouTube and watch this. You can see the look on Sidney's face. His hands are covering his face. Like he is so overcome with emotion listening to her sing. They cut to Bill Clinton, tears, tears literally streaming down his face. And he does not even make a motion to wipe them away. Just tears on tears on tears. So let's take just a super quick listen to her performance of Amazing Grace at the Kennedy Center in 1995. Amen.
Her voice is just incredible. Her list of accomplishments is so long. It's so long. I mean, she won five Grammy Awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Award. She was named an honorary ambassador to the United Nations. She also sang at the second inauguration of Bill Clinton. She sang at the opening of the Atlanta Olympics in the United States. She sang for Queen Elizabeth on her 60th birthday. She sang for the 200th anniversary of the French Revolution. She got a Medal of Arts from Obama. She received 30, three zero honorary doctorates from colleges around the world. That is the impact Jesse Norman has had on music. 30 honorary doctorates from colleges around the world. That is incredible. I'd be willing to venture that that is almost unrivaled in the world. If you find somebody that has more than 30 honorary doctorates, send me an email because I would like to know. That is, it's so impressive. Listen, I know if you pick up any kind of beauty magazine or you follow an influencer, there's like a new skincare product every single day of the week. And it can be really difficult to know which ones to even try, like which one is worth your money. And if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, you might be excited to know that one of today's sponsors is OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy. No complicated routines, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. The secret is OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. I especially like the eye cream. It's not too thick where you feel like it's going to clog all your pores, but it goes on really, really nicely under makeup. For a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase using the code SHARON when you check out at oneskin.co. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. Try OneSkin and enjoy younger, healthier skin without all the extra steps. That's oneskin.co, code SHARON. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One of the things that struck me is that she was tapped to sing America the Beautiful at the sixth month anniversary of the 9-11 bombings of the World Trade Center. So of course, there were these two holes in the ground. 
as a memorial, they put two huge beams of light from the site up into the sky. And at the lighting of this memorial, she sang America the Beautiful. And she later said in an interview why she thinks America the Beautiful should be the national anthem. The Star Spangled Banner, it is unsingable. No, truly, and I, I know that there are people who say, you know, she must be absolutely crazy. But I really do feel that the Star Spangled Banner, it covers too much territory. That is an octave and a fifth. That means you've got 13 notes that are incorporated into our national anthem for a song that is to be sung by a general public. One octave is enough. And the song that I wish we had as a national anthem is America the Beautiful. It doesn't talk about war. It doesn't talk about anything except the beauty of this land and the joy that we should have in being in this land. And I, it's a, a much more, for me, much more beautiful song, even though I understand completely the, the rousing that happens in the heart from listening just to the opening bars of the Star Spangled Banner. So a reviewer from the New York Times listened to one of her concerts and said this about her voice. It was a grand mansion of sound. It opens onto unexpected vistas. It contains sunlit rooms, narrow passageways, and cavernous falls. What a description. I love what she had to say too, that other Black opera singers who came before her, who were not given the same opportunities that she was, she says, they made it possible for me to say, I will sing French opera or I'll sing German opera instead of being told you will sing only Porgy and Bess. And she went on to say, look, it's unrealistic to pretend that racial prejudice doesn't exist. It does. It's one thing to have a set of laws and quite another to change the hearts and minds of men. That takes longer. I do not consider my blackness a problem. I think it looks rather nice. In about 2015, Jessie Norman suffered a spinal cord injury. She didn't really make public how it happened, but she did spend the last four years of her life confined to a wheelchair. She continued to sing. She continued to give interviews, make public appearances, despite being in a wheelchair. And this is what she had to say. I sing and I truly enjoy doing so and have done so practically all my time on earth. I live a blessed life filled with enormous pleasure in seeing the effect that music can have on the emotions and spirits of people. I do not take it for granted. And I know that making music that means something to someone else is a privilege. So on September 30th of 2019, Jesse Norman died. She died in New York of septic shock and multi-system organ failure related to her spinal cord injury. All kinds of other opera singers sang at her memorial service. The opera world will truly never be the same. 
I would love to have you listen to just a few clips of her music. If you go to YouTube and you Google Jesse Norman, it's spelled J-E-S-S-Y-E, Jesse Norman, and you look at her beautiful face, just close your eyes and listen to her voice. It truly is moving. It truly is just a voice of power, of singular talent. I love the imagery of her voice was a grand mansion of sound. And I also love her outlook. I love that she knew what difficult circumstances she was born into, what difficult circumstances her family and others that went before her faced, and she did not let it stop her. She did not let those circumstances dictate who she became. She decided who she would become. That's it for today, everybody. I hope you love this. I hope you enjoyed getting a peek into a Georgian, an American, who really did something impressive with her life. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to have another mind-blown moment with you next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast.